healing school is a place where people come to hear and to be healed. Now, let me say this to you today. You can be healed. You're only going to get from God what you expect from him. I want to say that again. You will only get from God what you are expect from him. That's all you're going to get. Okay? That's how it happens. That's exactly how it happens. So this morning, we are talking about you are healed. Now, I want you to grab your pen and paper right now. You hear the urgency in my voice? You are going to hear some powerful things. Now, I also want to encourage you to go back over your notes again and again and again. Why? So then faith commit by how? By hearing and hearing the word of God. The more you hear it, the better you understand. I guarantee you, you're going to forget half of what, you, what you're going to hear this morning. So you got to go back over it again. And remember, it's always in the podcast. Okay? All right. Good morning, Prophet. Good morning. Again, to those of you who are just joining us, we are talking about you are healed. And let me call this part one because I can see it already. Okay? So, again, get your Bibles, grab your pen and paper. Remember, this is healing school. Okay? Praise the Lord. All right. Now, I'm very glad that you are with us this morning because bring you, listen to me. You have to bring your faith to healing school. You have to expect that you're going to hear answers. Again, you receive from God what you expect. And you have to join your faith to the word that you hear. For the word to have its rightful place uh, in your life. Again, the scripture says in Luke chapter 5, they came to hear and to be healed, okay? So this is so vitally important. And as I always tell you, I want to tell you again this morning, you are making an investment in yourself, okay? So again, you are healed. Now I want to go into a particular direction today. Now, this is healing school, but I don't want you to only just receive your healing. I want you to know how to keep your healing, how to hold on to it. See, many times the natural mind would think, well, if God healed me, I'll always be healed. Well, God intend for you to always walk in help that belong to you. But you must understand you have an enemy. And what does he come to do? 
kill, steal, and destroy. So we are not talking about something we have to deal with God about. You have to deal with the enemy. You have to take what God has given you. And because Satan is a thief, everything that God has given you, Satan is looking to steal it from you. So when we talk about you are healed and how to keep your healing, you have to take an active role of resistance. Now, the Christian life is a flow of resistance, resisting wrong thoughts, resisting sickness, circumstances that try to paint your future other than what God said. Are you listening to me here? See, that's an active part of your life. James 4 and 7, resist the devil. Submit yourself to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. See, it's not to keep you devil-minded. It's to keep you God-conscious. God has given it to me, and I'm going to keep it. So you resist something from stealing from you. Even in military terms, when a battle is won, they will leave an occupying troops in place, not to continue fighting, but to enforce the victory. Are you getting this? So we talk about resisting the devil. We're talking about uh, enforcing your victory. Jesus won your victory, but see, we couldn't do it on our own. It took Jesus to come and accomplish victory. See, he is victorious. He defeated Satan totally, and he handed you and I the victory. And guess what else he did? He gave us the privilege and the responsibility of our authority. What does that mean? You are occupying victory. Anything that's threatening, you say, no, not here. No, get out of here. See? You have to understand no healing could accomplish what Jesus accomplished for us. So you could not accomplish for your own life victory. It took divine ability to do that. Now, that same Godhead played the role so you can walk in your victory. Not winning it, but maintaining it. So you have to occupy. Prophet, feel free to walk in any way you want. Amen. Praise God. Now, I trust that this is helping you already. See, the devil is defeated. God is exalted and Jesus is Lord. What did I just say? The devil is what? He's defeated. Well, how did he get defeated? Jesus defeated him. See, you don't have to defeat the devil. Somebody said, well, I'm fighting the devil. Well, he's already whipped. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying to you here? He's already whipped. No, but you enforce his defeat. Sickness, try to come up on you. No, 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 you don't. Not here. No, not here. Don't receive the package. Just don't receive it. So. This is what we're doing. 
It's a part of the good fight. Fight the good fight of faith. It's not trying to win the victory. It's keeping the devil off of profit. He's keeping the devil off of your victory. Keep him from stealing what Jesus have accomplished for you already. So you see, a life of faith is resisting the devil. You see what I'm saying to you? Yes. This is how you keep things in order in your home, with your family. No, 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 you don't. You're not going that direction. You're not touching that. You're not saying that. You're not doing that. That's all a part of keeping the family safe, keeping the children safe. You must learn how to enjoy the inheritance that he left you. So you say to pain, no. You say to symptoms, pain, no. Now, what are symptoms? Pain, uh, disease, is nothing but a temptation to be sick. Just as you resist the temptation to worry, resist the temptation to be sick. Sickness, disease, pain is nothing but a temptation to be sick. But you got to know how to maintain what God has done. Now, let me give you some foundation scripture here. See, it's the foundation of God's word that healing belongs to you. See, you have to stand on the foundation of healing, which is the word of God. So you are not just resisting from your place. You're resisting from the solid foundation in the word. So listen, Isaiah 53 in verse 4 and 5. You, some of you remember this. Surely he have what? Bored our griefs and carried our sorrows. The Amplified Translation says, he bore our sickness and pain, our weaknesses, our distresses. I like that. So surely he have bored our griefs and carried our sorrows. We esteem him stricken and smitten of God. Listen, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of the punishment that purchased our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are. Pay attention to words now. We're not trying to be healed. We are healed. Now, this is recorded in the book of Isaiah. It's the Old Testament looking forward. Write that down. The book of Isaiah is the Old Testament looking forward, not looking back, but looking forward, okay? So what would Jesus would be doing? It said, by his stripes, we are healed. Now, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on a tree that we being dead to sins shall live unto righteousness by his stripes we were healed. So Isaiah, looking forward, say you are. Peter, looking back at Calvary, said you are. So what does that mean? You are, we were, 
all of that. See, we're not trying to get it. That's who we are. That is your present position. We're not trying to become the healed. No more than we're trying to become the saved. Once you uh, receive Jesus, you are born again. You are saved. By the same token, you are healed. You are the peacemaker. You are the joyful. That was purchased for you back when Jesus paid it. See, Isaiah prophet was looking forward. Jesus came up and picked up. Listen, really, Isaiah was saying by credit, you were healed. And Jesus came in uh, 1 Peter 2 and 24 and paid that credit bill. Do you see that? He paid it. So here today, if you receive it, you have it. Is you again, you are not trying to get healed. You are the healed. I want you to remember that if nothing else. You are not trying to get healed. Listen now. You are. So then faith coming by what again? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what does this mean? You were healed way back then. And with your faith, you receive now the price that Jesus paid. And then Matthew chapter 8 in verse 17 says, it, that it might be fulfilled that was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Are you getting what I'm saying to you? See, listen, we focus on the second part, by his stripes, he took our infirmity and bare our sicknesses. But you got to understand, look at the first part, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken, which was spoken. God had Isaiah to speak, and Jesus fulfilled it. Come on in, prophet. My God, my God. <laughs> Amen. You're on a roll. You're doing pretty good. You know, but I was just zeroing in on something you were sharing uh, earlier on when you were saying that what Christ already died to provide for us over in 1 Peter 2.24. But it, what, what we try to do sometimes is we try to take that with our minds instead of really getting a, uh, a spiritual awakening and renewing of this passage and what God has actually provided for us. This is why yeah. we have to go into the word of God of Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. And I'm going to read that one in the Amplified. It's talking about renewing your mind. It says, do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adopted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas, its new attitude. Yes. So that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect 
will of God. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight. Watch this for you. Amen. You see, this passage talks about the customs of this age which we live in, this world we live in. Now, you, you and I, I don't know where you came up. I came up in the deep south with all of its customs and carnival parades and all kinds of things that went on in that area. The customs, the, 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 the uh, uh, festivals and all kinds of things that, that were characteristics of the place where we live. We came up with that understanding and all you can really uh, walk by in life is what you've been trained to do. Your life will go in the way you have been programmed to go. And so you know all about the world system, the part where you grew up. If you grew up in the North, you, you know the customs and traditions there. And it's different in every part of the world. If you grew up where, you know, up in Alaska, you have all kinds of different custom, customs and weather-related issues in every part of the world where you live. So that's great. We know those things. We come up, we're grown. You know, you come up from a small child and you learn as you go from baby to toddlerhood and you know early uh, adult stages and things like that mm -hmm. we, we become we become accustomed to those things but that's okay because that's that's all you know but now you are born again well what does that mean that's what you're talking about we are yeah. now citizens come on now of a new kingdom of which we know nothing about we, we don't know anything about God's kingdom. And so this is why he said, now I want you to renew your mind. What is he talking about? I want you to become aware of spiritual things. You see, you come up in, a, in an area wherever you were brought up, wherever you were born, you are accustomed to the things and the customs and traditions of that particular area. Now he said, I want you to become familiar with spiritual things because you cannot even receive your healing based on what we're talking about this morning with old ideas and the right. customs and the traditions and the, and the things that you were taught because all we knew was, well, this time of the year, every year, it's time for the, you know, I get an ulcerated tonsillitis every year, every, every year when the weather changes or Certain times of the year, I'm going to have, you know, all kinds of migraine headaches and certain times of the year. And we say those things. We say that religiously because what? We've been trained to say that. Well, you know, my, my uh, sciatica is acting up certain times of the year. You know, sinus is just going off the chart certain times of the year. We've been trained to talk like that, right, Apostle? But see, right. now we're coming over into the spirit world. Yes. And you can't you can't talk like that. No. Hello, somebody. You cannot right. talk. You why? Because you're born again now. That's right. You're born again. You're not your flesh. Your spirit man is renewed. It's 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 a fresh. Old things are passed away. That old yes. sin nature. That's what Jesus came to die and, and take away from us. That old sin nature. You hear people saying, well, you know, 
once a sinner, all once uh, you know, I oh what how did they put it? Who saved a wretch like me? You're not a wretch anymore. You no. used to be. That's but a you're not anymore. That's right. You're not he took that sin nature. That's what first Peter 224 is talking about. He took that sin nature. He took it in his own body. He buried in his own body that you don't have to bear it in yours. Let's let's run over there. I want to I want you to look at it while we're talking about it. First Peter 2 and 24. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified because I think it gives us a, a little bit more light. He personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree mm -hmm. as on an altar and offered himself on it. Watch this now that I, and I always put my name in it because it says we, that, but I said that I, Helen Elder, watch this, might die. What does that mean? In parentheses, it means cease to exist to sin. Come on. And That's then good. that I might live, that I might live, what? To righteousness. That's right. Watch this now. I'm going to the message. Just stay with me. In the message, it says it like this. He used his servant's body to carry our sins to the cross. Watch this. So we could be rid of sin. <laughs> oh, that's good. Free, free to live. Watch this now. Free to live the right way. Now, you, we can't understand that with this, with our minds. What does that mean? You know, the way I came up in the South, what does that mean? I'm free to live the right way. Well, I, you know, I, I would probably try to figure that out according to my reasoning, according to my mental capacity, according to what I've learned all the years. But no, he wants you to go into the spirit and learn spiritual things. That's why he said, yeah. now renew your mind. What does that mean? That means he took the sin nature away. He nailed it to the cross. So now you are free to live right. That's now right. he said that you might, that you might die to sin, that you might live right. What does that mean? That means you still could live wrong if you wanted to. But see what, what, what we have now as born again believers, Jesus Christ paid the price. He took the sin nature out of the way. He paid the price so that we have a seat at the table. So we can go in and we can say, listen, I know I used to do this and I used to do that, but I don't have to do that anymore because that sin nature, that sin nature that was, that was, that was, you know, just fastened to me, that was attached to me, that was holding me back, kept me from being healed, kept me from doing the things that I wanted to do. It's no longer a part of me. It's no longer a part of my spirit. I'm free from that. And now I can choose the things of God. And what is that? I choose to be healed. Healing now belongs to me. Yes. That's good. But, what, but watch this now. <clears throat> it's because of what he did. He paid the price that you can be healed. But pay attention to words. You, you, you can reject it if you choose to. See, how do you reject it? Just keep on living that old sin nature you used to live. He's seeing, mm -hmm. He said that you might live right now. Mm. Well, I don't want to live. I don't want to live that old sin nature. Well, now you have a choice. You don't have to. That's right. I used, I used to cuss like a sailor. I don't have to do that anymore. You see, because my, my spirit is new. My spirit is free. My spirit is now the boss. 
But if you don't, if you don't renew your mind to this and start thinking along these lines, your flesh is going to continue to rule you. That's right. Because your flesh wants to continue being the boss. And anytime your flesh is the boss, you're going to live a sin, a sinful lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, adultery, fornication, lies, stealing, whatever you used to do, whatever I used to do down in the area where I came up and where I was, tra- what I was trained to do and everybody thought it was okay. I'm going to continue doing that because my flesh wants to continue being the boss. But see, when you renew your mind to the things of God, the spiritual things, you're going to understand what happened in you. What happened inside of you when you got bored again? Your spirit man is now free. Your spirit man is now the boss. But you, that's why he said that you might die to sin, that you might live unto righteousness. So you have to make the choice. You have, when you renew your mind, you have to say, well, no. You're not, you're not, you're not taking me over there anymore. We're, right. we're not going, we're not going out and party mm-hmm. and get drunk all night. I now have a choice. Yes. I now have the freedom to choose to do right. Renew your mind, child of God. Praise God. And when you open your mouth and you say what God says, you're going to have exactly what God say you can have. Yes. So you have to speak to your body. You said, no, I, I have a choice now. I refuse. I refuse to just live w- w- with this condition on me. I, I, I am a, I'm a, I'm saved. I'm, I'm sanctified. I'm filled with the Spirit of God. I am the redeemed of the Lord. Christ paid the price for my sins. I don't have to live. He, what He did for me, I, I receive that. People don't even understand what Christ did for them at the cross. What did He do? Well, it's three things. He bought your salvation. Come on, we all know about that. He removed the poverty, but he also removed the spiritual debt. Yes. And when we renew our minds to that, we're going to live to that. We're going to make better choices. And you have the choice to live free from sin and to also live free from sickness and disease. Is it going to come anyway? Of course, because you have an adversary, the devil. He's going to attack you. He's going to try to you know, give you that same sickness that you use, the pollen, you know, the sinuses, the whatever it is you were dealing with. He's going to try to keep those things attached to you. But now your spirit man is renewed, it's strong, and it has the ability, it has the power to reject those things. And you start by what? Faith confessions. You start speaking to your body. Listen, the Bible says, uh, Moses' eyes were not dim, and neither were his natural forces abated. Folks, listen. What are we saying here? You are healed. You are what? You are healed. You're not trying to get healed. Jesus, look, see when Jesus died and rose again, and now seated at the right hand side of the Father. All of that stuff is done. You are right now healed. Well, I don't feel it. That's why we're here. It's nothing to feel. It's something to be received by faith. You take it by faith. Okay? Now, now, now listen. You see, it's not the, the earl that heals you. Or the earl that's holy. You remember? Lay hands on them, anoint them with oil. Listen, 
It's not the herb that heals you. Now, somebody can lay hands on you, anointing you with herb and pray. See, you release faith. See, it's a print of contact where you say, I receive life. The lay hands on the sick. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Every believer can and should be laying hands on the sick. Not only that, you're going to have to give an account to God for that, because that's what he told us to do. So you can receive healing. See, you, 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 you got to understand when things show up in your body, please know, please understand. As I told you before, symptoms of sickness, disease, is a temptation to be sick. It is a temptation for you to receive it. The devil is trying to get you to sign uh, for the package. Are you listening to me? Uh, one of the things that, as they were talking about, that what God did through Jesus, he took away the weaknesses he took away the thing that was holding us from receiving the fullness from receiving our healing as prophet Helen said and be not conformed to this world this age fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs thin conscious but be transformed changed by the entire renewal of your mind righteousness by its new ideals and its new attitude. That's righteousness. So that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, that we are in right standing with him. We have right position with him. And now we have access to all of these blessings. We have access to our healing because Jesus stepped in and removed that away from us. We looked at First Peter 2.24. I'm going to go over there. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. When he says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. You see that righteousness, that right standing brings you into attitude that this belongs to me. You have some people that might say, well, you know, I'm just not worthy or God put this on, you know, this came on me because, you know, I did this and I said that and I spoke wrong. And no, Jesus moved that out the way. You have a righteousness attitude now. This belongs to me. He gave it to me as a gift. It's mine's now. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to pay for it. It was given. When we receive a gift, it's not something you work for. It was given to you. And the person who gave it to you expects you to enjoy the gift. You see, that's what Apostle said in the beginning. Take note, set your expectations high. Set your expectations beyond high. Because in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, what did God say? Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 
he says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And, and the Amplifier says, now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and watch this. I like what Apostle said, watch this word, do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. So when we say set your expectations high, we have to set our expectations beyond that because God is blessing us beyond what we can ask or think. So there is no limit to how high your expectation can go. Your expectations can go higher than when you get to that point, you'll see, man, there's more to this. And it goes higher. Then when you get to that level, it's like, man, I can go further? Yes. And then you go higher and higher. So set your expectations infinitely high beyond what you thought you could have, beyond what you thought you could possess. And walk in that and see God is bringing us from level, from one level to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. He wants us to go further than we ever imagined that we could go. And in reference to healing, he can, re man, can, well, you know, I'm getting older. God can have it to where you are reversing an age in your body. Now you got to pause and think on that one because the world says when you reach a certain age, you start aching. Oh yeah, I feel that ache. You know, things start going down. You know, I have been forgetting a lot. No, he said he can do infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. What we have to do is grab a hold to it. I want to go back to Luke. Luke chapter 5. I saw some things in Luke chapter 5. And we're going to look at verse 1, 15, and 17. And in verse 1, it says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, they pressed in to hear the word of God. He stood by the lake of Genesaret. And we drop down to verse 15. But so much more when there went there a fame abroad of him and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Hear and be healed. Then when you drop down to verse 17, this is the part I want you to see. Verse 17, and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching. You got to underline and pay attention to that word teaching. That there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Why? Because he was teaching. 
So where teaching is, when teaching is go, when teaching goes forth, the opportunity to understand is present, but you must receive and not resist. When teaching is going forth, when true teaching, I'll say it that way, when true teaching goes forth, it's going to go against the grain of what you have been previously thinking. And it's not for you to fight it, but to get an understanding of it, to begin to unlock areas in your mind that have been hindered because of the sin conscious. See, the sin conscious told us, well, my family tree went this way. My mom and dad, my mom and them had it. My great grandmama had it. Great, 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 great grandpappy had it. So, you know, it run in the family. But now the teaching unlocks that and opens another doorway into our thinking, which allows what God's thoughts are to come in and reshape that thought process, restore, renew that thought process. See, this is the year that we go from revelation to restoration. So when that teaching goes forth, revelation comes in. Now we have the opportunity to understand as long as we don't resist it. And now that that revelation has come in, we go into restoration. It restores it to its to a previous state or a, pre, a state better than its previous state. And so now we have God through his word, through his teaching, through apostle and prophet, through Strong Faith Bible Church, Larry Elder Ministries, and all of the different things that we put out through that teaching, we have that opportunity to reshape, rethink, renew, and begin to see ourselves as healed and begin to know that we are healed and begin to think that we are healed and begin to speak that we are healed and begin to act out that we are healed. And no longer are we subject to the old man's way of thinking. Any man or woman that is in Christ is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. That's restoration. That's renewing. So now that we have the understanding and through our meditation, constantly thinking over it over and over again, sometimes I'll, I'll read a scripture and something will jump out. And throughout the day, I'm interacting with my family, I'm doing work, and then it'll just come up and, and I'll start thinking about it. And now that and the Holy Spirit is leading me to think about it. And he's I'm thinking about it. And I'm unlocking I'm going through the different rooms of the house. You know, when a person have a new house, they go through every door. They're looking in every room. They're checking it out. Oh, I could do this with that. Oh, yeah, I could do this. Oh, I could put this table over here and I could put these curtains up. Oh, yeah, that'll look real good. So now when we begin to study the word and unlock the word and go into the different rooms of the word, and we begin to say, oh, yeah, I could have that. But man, if that's right, if that's true right there, man, then I am healed. Okay, I see that. Man, I could have the heart of 
of an 18 year old man okay i received that yeah i receive all of that i could put that right here and and we start interacting with it we start building a relationship with that word and we interacting with that word and we acting out that word and we living in the word amen and we begin to live it out and that's what joshua we look at joshua chapter one and verse eight and what he said and we we know what it says but we never really looked at it and this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth That's unlocking. When you begin to speak it, God said, I've given you the keys of the kingdom. Those keys is in your mouth. That's how you unlock things. But thou shalt meditate therein. Didn't say meditate on. Meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe. You cannot observe if you don't go in. I cannot observe the way a person lives in their house unless I go in their house. So we have to go into the word. And that word will begin to reveal things. That word will begin to paint pictures. We'll begin to see it like a movie. It begins to unlock. It begins to reveal. And we observe to do according to all that is written therein. See, we read, a lot of people read the word on a surface level. They never go into the word to see the depth of it. To see how deep it really goes. To really get an understanding. In the world, they let their mind just run race. You know, man, my mind just been running. In the spirit, we let our spirit man leads us deep into the word and he begins to speak things and he begins to show us things and he'll call out to you hey hey come talk to me for a minute i want to show you something and so now we're unlocking and we're unlocking and now we're seeing the truth and now we can walk in the you are healed now you see and so that's what he said. They came to hear and to be healed. They came to hear the teaching and, and be healed because the power of God is present to heal. The power of God is present to heal at every moment of our lives. It's there for every person who has come into the kingdom and is a citizen of the kingdom the power of God is available at every moment for every situation, for every circumstance. And it's hidden within the word. And now we have to go on our discovery and find out what is hidden for us, what we need to unlock. You see, a lot of times people's healing, they think, the healing is something physical. The healing, it could be a, a very, it's spiritual because it could be something that you have said. It could be something that you are saying. It could be something that you did. It could be a thought that you entertained and didn't realize 
how deep it had put roots within you. And so now the whole, the power of God, because, because of what Jesus did, he has made us righteous. Now we can reshape those words. We can restructure our spiritual lives, our mental lives, our emotional lives. It could be something emotional going on within a person causing a sickness to manifest. Could be a mental thing causing a sickness to manifest. So now God has sent Jesus to put that away. Now we can reconnect to the Father and now we can begin to flood out, cleanse, detox, our mind, our will, our emotions, and that then floods into the body. You know, if you study, you see doctors are even saying that people, the mental stress is causing people to be sick. The emotional stress causes people to be sick, but they keep giving you medicine, dealing with it on, on a physical level, and they're not dealing with it from the spiritual aspect of it. Because if it's mental stress, and emotional stress, that is a spiritual cause for that to happen. And they're only dealing with it on the lower level. But here we are dealing with it from the root. If you correct this, you know, if you forgive that person, that'll be healed. You know, you lied to that person and said that you paid this and you didn't. If you repent, and go to them and confess what you did and correct that situation, that healing will, will be cleared away. That relationship between you and your son or your daughter, it was something that you said that triggered that. Now it's causing a sickness within your body. If you correct that relationship, that sickness will be healed. See, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in and begin to lead us and guide us into all the truth and show us where the blockage is so we can be unblocked through the word, through revelation, through this insight. You are healed. And now God is coming in to restore you to that place. And again, it's through that righteousness. Amen. Because he's made it right. He's making it right. He's made it right. And he, and he wants us to walk in that rightness. I like that. He wants you to walk in that rightness. Amen. Because it is right. Because it is his way. And so when we begin to set things, th these things right, then we see the manifestation of that. Amen. I want to look at that again just before I close. First Peter 2 and verse 24. And what did it say? Who his own self bear our sins and his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness. Isn't it something that it talks about righteousness in connection with being healed? Pay attention to that. Being dead to sin should live unto righteousness because we have been made the righteousness of God. Then the healing manifests. Pause and think on that one. You see? So getting things right in our mind, getting things right in our spirit. Well, you know, money don't grow on trees. Now you need to get that right. 
Well, you know, they, they'll never change. No, you need to stop saying that. That's not right. Oh, man, you know, this world is just going to hell, hell in a handbasket. That's not your business. Your business is kingdom business. What is the kingdom saying? Well, you know, this government is crooked. That's none of our business. Our government is the kingdom. See, we have to begin to change the way we speak. Because now if we throw mud on something, that mud is in your hand. That means it's on you now. So whatever you're throwing, remember, it's always on you. And whatever that was, it, whatever shows up over there, it's got to show up on you because you threw it first. So we really need to streamline what we're saying. We need to cut back and change our diet, our word diet. You see, a lot of people focus on their physical diet. They're not worrying about their word diet. And the word diet is the one that's causing all the problems. So when we change our words, then by, who's, by Jesus' stripes, you are healed. Who his own self bear our sins, our own thinking, our own speaking, in his own body, on the tree, that we being dead to, wrong thinking, wrong speaking, should live unto right thinking, right speaking, by whose stripes you were healed. Amen. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Well, I pray that today blessed you. Amen. Glory to God, it blessed me. Unlock some more things. Amen. More revelation knowledge has come forward. I thank God for Apostle Larry and Prophet Helen. Amen. Their teaching, their training. Glory to God. I just really just thank God for the teaching on righteousness. It has been blessing me, seeing things differently. Amen. Uh, how our actions are connected to a lot of things. Amen. We're acting out righteousness because that's who we are. We're not doing righteous things to win brownie points with the Father. We're doing righteous things because that's just our nature. It's who we are. I don't lie because that's our thinking. I don't lie because that's who I am. I tell the truth. You know, that's how we're supposed to think. I don't speak against, I don't speak the things of the world and what they're doing and saying because that's not who I am. Why would I speak something if that's not my nature? Why would I say that? Why would I think that? Why would I act that way? It's not my nature. I am the righteousness of God. So my nature is only to do the things that are righteous, the things that are of God. I speak about those things that are of God. Well, man, what do you think about this that's going on in the world? Man, did you hear what's going on in the kingdom? Let me tell you about that. <laughs> that's how we should talk. Well, man, what you talking about? The, I'm talking about the kingdom of God. Do you know we people are being healed in the kingdom? People are being delivered and set free in the kingdom. You know, families are being restored in the kingdom. You want to talk about something? Let's talk about that. I don't want to talk about the foolishness that's going on. Because as long as we keep talking about it, it's going to keep happening. Let's make something change. And if they agree with you, they'll sit there and talk. If they don't like what you're saying, they ain't going to bother you no more. <laughs> they'll go somewhere else. But our job is not to sit around and talk about the things that's going on in the world. Like Prophet Hunt said. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But you cannot renew your mind, thank you, Lord, by continually talking about dead things. 
talking about the things that the world is doing is a dead thing. So if we keep death in our mouth, then we'll manifest death. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it and indulge themselves in much speaking of death, they're going to eat that fruit of death. But if you indulge yourself in speaking the fruit of life, then you're going to eat life continually. Take account of what we've been saying. We've been speaking a lot of dead things. When we start engaging in the conversations and the ideologies that the world have adopted through their experiences. Mm. Apostle always says experience is not the best teacher. Because you can experience something bad and they can turn you into a killer. That was not a good teacher. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. The word of God is the best teacher. Amen. That's the teacher. You can experience a, a situation. Here's a woman. She deals with a guy named Fred. And he treats her real bad. And her experience leads her to believe that everybody that's named Fred and who's a, a, a Leo, Virgo or whatever is horrible. I hate them. So every time she meets somebody named Fred, she frowns at him. Oh, I don't like him. His name Fred. Well, what did Fred do to you? Oh, you know, this happened some 15, 20 years ago. This guy named Fred did this and did that, but that wasn't him. I don't care his name Fred. See how twisted the mind can make you? <laughs> but this is what happens when we continually feed on death and go over and over the experiences of death and not life. So that's what happened in the garden. They began to have a conversation about death. Instead of con constantly talking about life, the tree of knowledge of good and evil was a tree of death. They started talking about it. And what happened? They died spiritually. Then from there, they lost the eternal life and eventually they died physically. And death showed up so much so one of the sons killed the other son. There's the manifestation of death. A lot of people, we, we, it has been said that the murder, Cain and Abel, the murder that Cain did to Abel was the first murder. No, the first murder was when Adam and Eve, Adam and his wife saying that was the first murder. They killed everybody. They brought us into a perpetual state of death until Jesus showed up. Thank God for Jesus, right? That he came and reconnected us back to the tree of life. God only wanted us to know one thing, that was life and life more abundantly. He did not want us to know death. He did not want us to know good and evil. He only wanted us to know life. Good is not God's best. Life is God's perfection. And he wants you to experience that life of perfection through Jesus Christ, through the death, burial, resurrection, through the Holy Spirit, through that anointing. So we have to stop feeding on death. A lot of books we read connected to death. A lot of things we watch on TV is connected to death. death. 
the world loves things about death and dying. That's their mindset. A horrible, you know, a horrible thing happens and this, that, and the guy goes on the killing spree and all of this stuff. And one thing, and they put it on the TV screen. And people looking at it, put it in the music, people listening to it. And they're rehearsing it over and over again, over and over again. Till it becomes their ideology, their philosophy. It becomes their religion. It becomes their gospel. Amen.